Episode 61 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, with Eric Sanchez. Just got a mail call. Eric and I did. We're looking it out. So Ringside Collectibles had a like a sale going on. And I wanted like two of them. But in order to get free shipping, you have to spend like 50 bucks. So I texted Eric, yeah. like, hey, find some figures you want. Let's get some free shipping. <laughs> he just did a live Twitter thing. So you could follow him at Eric John San to try to see if you can find it. I'll retweet it for us in a second uh speaking of that at ppw podcast where you can follow us but we've gotten tugboat well hopefully by the time this goes out i figured it out and maybe it's it's on twitter maybe try to do uh the warlord so i can have recreate the classic uh british bulldog warlord matchup aj styles elite what number is elite number um what are the numbers these don't say the numbers on them it's the one. It's the elite one that's in the same line as WWE's got a hall in the Berserker. Uh, elite Series Fifty One. Sorry, there we go. It's the one where AJ's screaming. So I think it's the best AJ face. Where does it say that? It says it at the bottom right, I believe, of the box. Not well, mine. yours doesn't. Well, whatever. You have Irwin R. Shyster, IRS, Tatanka, and the Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags, all elite. I love this Tatanka. Do you? I got to tell you, because you know what this reminds me of? It's just like the old Hasbro. I just liked his red hair and his, I don't know, I love it. Tatanka had a Hasbro, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to pay 20 bucks for it. So what's funny is I saw that Tatanka at Five Below, like a couple months ago. I passed. Because I hated Tatanka. So I I was like, this is such a good deal for an elite figure. It looks great. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I hated Tatanka. It seemed like he was feuding with the Million Dollar Man for like six years, and then the horrible heel turn he had on Lex Luger. And then he was with the Million Dollar Man, like the corporation or right. whatever it was. And no, he was feuding with the Rick the Model Martell forever. Remember the model yeah. stole his feathers or something? Yeah. And then they cut his hair. Just I wasn't a fan. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the positive stuff because we are the Positively Processing Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW. I mean, do, we, do we talk about the positivity in these nasty boys? Okay, well, I'm sorry for the proper. <laughs> no, don't, never mind. We do, we do the propers every single show for 61 shows now. But you go ahead. You talk about your, your nasty boys. No nasty worry. boys. That's what I got. Okay. So do you like them both? Are you going to pop? <laughs> well, they're all going to be open. Right. Exactly. Because you yeah. have your displays of what. So what era are the nasty boys going to go into? They're going to go in my uh, 90s. Okay. Like early, late 80s, early 90s. You're going to have to start, your like, collection's building, you're going to have to start splitting them up a little more specific. Well, I mean, the thing is, I rotate them out, because I have a bag full of figures that I don't really? take pictures of. Yeah. Are they basics? No, they're elites. Okay. Like I've got Demolition and Legion of Doom in a bag. You got Demolition in a bag? They got Demolition into a bag? Well, they were they were displayed for a while, then I kept buying them and buying them. I'm like, well, these guys have been out for a year. i got to rotate them with some new stuff. So okay. To, you know, okay, I see. Give somebody the hook. 
I see. You got to get a big ring like I got, the elite scale ring for everybody. Yeah, I just don't have a place for it. I have a lot of stands, like okay, to use. Yeah, like I buy them, and then I'm like, it's one of these days I'm going to use all these stands <laughs> with all the figures that I have. It's going to be the best display ever. <laughs> You'll get there. Maybe I'll rent some space here. You done yet with your your uh, figure talk? So I can get into the propers. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> PPW podcast where you can follow us on Twitter and you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes, Positively Processing Podcast or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast app from. If you're an Android user, uh, Apple user, you can find us on iTunes. And if you leave a review for us, that'd be super, super great. If you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Got a couple t-shirt designs there for you to pick up if you want. And I think that's it as far as supporting us. Pretty much Twitter is the main thing where we interact with everybody. And we missed Figure Friday by a day with all these guys here. We so did. You had your figure for your Figure Friday, the CM Punk, still in package? Was that yours yeah. in package? Yeah. So you, when you first bought that, you didn't open it? Or did no. you buy two? No, I bought a couple of them. I had the Macho Man from SummerSlam or some WrestleMania. Yeah. I forgot what it was. But I had displayed them on a wall at the apartment I was at, but I didn't open them. Mm -hmm. But once I moved out of there, um, I just started opening them. Yeah, but you I kept Punk. Macho Man. I, but, kept, I kept Punk in package. Okay, and what's funny is he's a basic. Yeah. He kept a basic Punk in package. Look at you. Yeah, I like the shirt. <laughs> I like that it says Walmart uh, exclusive on it. Yeah. I, don't know, I just like it, the packaging of it. Yeah. I'm trying to find the only figure. I'm not really looking for anything right now as far as toys or collectibles or anything. Uh, these were just ones I kind of stumbled upon because they were cheap. The only one I'm trying to kind of find is the Sting, the new Sting Elite with the neon green jacket yeah. from Great American Bash 91. But other than that, not really looking for anything. Yeah. I was super excited when I messaged you the other day about the four ninety nine basics at Target. Yeah, I saw them. I'm like, hey, does Penny have a, an Alexa? Because that's the only woman that was left. Yeah. And there was like Seth Rollins and something else that was yeah, kind of. Penny picked up Seth Rollins. Okay. So we were at the we were at Target. So I don't know if we, I mean, by the time the show comes, I'm sure the sales sale is over. But this past week, Target had basics for five bucks. And they had all of them there. They had, yeah. you know, Bobby Roode, Seth Rollins, Cena, Alexa Bliss. I'm like, pick which whatever you want. So she's like, I want. This guy. And you want Seth Rollins? She's like, yeah, Seth Rollins. I'm like, all right, cool. Because yeah. she says, burn it down. <laughs> Which is just hilarious to see a three-year-old girl say, burn it down. Yeah. She's a big fan of it. And I put this out there, too, but I was really excited to see the money in the bank. Because I, I swear, at least the past couple of days after I had uh, gone through my stuff and dusted and cleaned the house and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, I, I admire my collection when it's, like, cleaned up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when I'm looking at it, I keep thinking, like, that money in the bank briefcase that came with that Seth Rollins elite I knew I had put it somewhere. Like, it wasn't in my drawer. It wasn't in a box. I know I've looked for it twice. Yeah. And I can't find it. So then that's the one thing that kind of broke my heart a little bit because I really wanted that money of the bank briefcase. Uh -huh. So when I was in Target, and I'm just, I always just check out the You always got to. And I check out the wrestling stuff. So I go over there. I'm like, holy crap. I mean, there's an Alexa Bliss. I don't really like it, but it has a money in the bank briefcase. So I can get both. It's $5. I easily would have paid 10 on eBay for the briefcase. Yeah. But I'm cheap, and I didn't want to spend 10 bucks. So it was a good package for me. It's like that chaser thing that comes with the uh, yeah. briefcase with the figures. Yep. I think we've got we've got a money in the bank. Um, I think in my uh, world over there, I don't know who's holding it right now. Punk. I think Ziggler's holding it. No, I, I think, think Punk's got it. Uh, you're right. Punk does have it. <laughs> and he was a money in the bank briefcase winner two times. He so, was. Yeah, yeah, he's got the money in the bank briefcase over there. Today's show is we were debating a little bit back and forth which one to pick. And first we were talking about picking one for the Raw where they won the ratings battle for the first time against Nitro, which would have been fun. Uh, so a follower on Twitter suggested us doing a compilation-type show 
of all the like the European shows or the UK yeah. shows. And I think that's a good idea, and I think we'll do it in the future. But I think a couple of those European shows, they should have, I don't know, specific shows dedicated to them. Like we could do a whole show on the Royal Albert Hall show, or a whole show on One Night Only. Yeah. Now, uh, this was Collector Derek. <clears throat> you can follow him on Twitter, at Collector Derek. He's the one that suggested that to us. So, Derek, we will get to that show topic soon. Uh, then we had a couple other show ideas back and forth, but I for sure wanted to do... A well, going hall. back to the collector, Derek, he he yeah. messaged me, what do you call it, DM on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, just Slid praising the show and how much we've changed. I don't know if it was directly to me, like how much better I've gotten or how much better we've gotten, but he really enjoyed the show and all that kind of stuff, so he just wanted to reach out and let me know that. Yeah. So I told him that was awesome. You know, he reached out to you directly? Yeah. Okay. I didn't get that. Maybe he's trying to move in on my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Get a new show with you. And yeah, him. I'm just like, joking. Hey, yeah. hey, Eric, you should uh, join my show. <laughs> You're like, all right. I'm like, sure, I'll fuck it up. <laughs> You'll just cough randomly every every time it's inappropriate and and do a bunch of things and not pay attention and while I fill dead air for you, like I'm doing right now. Yeah, I mean, that's live. Yeah. That's a show, baby. The I wanted to do a Halloween Havoc show, specifically, and there was a couple ones I had in mind to pick. And I want to do a Halloween Havoc show, obviously, because it's October. Mm-hmm. And Halloween Havoc was always a show I loved as a kid. I loved the theme of it. I loved the old video, like in WCW NWO Revenge game for 64. I loved the theme of, like, the, the spooky pumpkin cheesiness right. of it. Yeah. And I wanted to do it this week because my wife is due with our second baby on Thursday. So oh. anytime coming up, I could get a call in the middle of the show saying, hey, I'm on the way to the hospital. My wife's out right now. I'm at the hospital, so I'm going to have to cut this show. I'm like, let me finish the show first. It's about Halloween Havoc. <laughs> it's about Halloween Havoc. You'll, you'll understand. He you'll understand when he, you listen to it. He or she, he or she will understand. Um, my wife is like, what's funny is she listens to the show, and she's behind on shows because she listens to other podcasts. And I was like, you don't have to listen. Like, if you had a podcast that wasn't interested in the subject, I would, probably wouldn't listen that often. She goes, no, yeah. I like it. I like you guys. like... So she's like, I'm currently on the Meeting Wrestler show, and that show's two freaking hours. So she's trying to get through that one, one with uh, Carrie and Hova. So that one took yeah. a while for her to get through. But I told her, I'm like, have you heard about Eric Stray about Kona Crush yet? <laughs> she goes, no. I'm like, we don't worry. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm really glad at least a couple people loved it as much as I did. I, I went, think there were more. I just don't think that they, uh, they're they on Twitter. I went back and listened to it, like, twice and <laughs> laughed because I was so funny. Do you laugh at your laugh or do you laugh at my story? <laughs> I laugh at your story. I your laugh, laugh is pretty funny. <laughs> I laughed at a couple things. One, I laughed at me getting you, you to pop. I popped you a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed at... The, just the the visual of you do. I just left the whole thing. I loved it. Have, right. you, have you thought? Have you told anyone else that story since then about this? No, no I haven't. <laughs> you should. It's just one of those stories that's like happened to me that I don't really. I don't know. Maybe I don't think is that funny. <laughs> but looking back now, you realize it is. It is if if you understand wrestling and what the move is and all that kind of stuff. It, but it doesn't really, even I, We have the perfect audience for that. I guess Like so. if I have to explain to somebody, what's a Kona crush? Like, then I have to explain the whole thing. Then it's like, if you tell a joke, then you have to explain the joke. It's just not funny. You gotta pre- What you got to do is you got to, the next time you tell it to a story, like an hour before prep, it'd be like, yeah, I was watching some random wrestling thing. You ever hear this guy crush? He did this goofy thing like we, we smashed people's heads. I thought it was so funny. Then an hour later bring up the story so they'll have a reference point of what the corner crush is. I, yeah. I mean, that's a huge setup. <laughs> I got to remember to Speak, tell the story. Speaking of huge setups, we're 10 minutes into the show. I'm really sorry, guys. I hate when shows do that, when they have a show topic and they spend the first 15 minutes like talking about other stuff. Like when Jericho has a show, 
like before the interview starts to do like a 15 minute intro what's going on in his life and like I don't care so I mean, there are a couple of guys I just want to get to the interview right. there's other guys I don't care if they're talking that I forget what they're going to talk about then mm-hmm. when they talk about it, I'm like oh yeah that's what I'm here for yeah but with Jericho like, and that Sam uh, Roberts yeah, like, oh, I don't like listening to them talk no I, I just skip like the it. interviews right me too uh, I, th- that's the thing. It's just skip, skip, skip. Yeah. This week's show, I mentioned Halloween Havoc. We pick, ended up picking Halloween Havoc 1992. And this is the one famous where it's Jake Roberts' first pay-per-view in WCW. He did appear at Clash of the Champions before this. Mm-hmm. And he's feuding with Sting in a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match, which the make-the-deal part I didn't never got. I think they just thought it was cute. But basically, there's 12 match types on a wheel, and... Sting's going to spin it, and whatever one it lands on, that's the match they will have. Yeah. And we'll go I tweeted into, out a picture of that. The, right. Uh, the 12. Right. We'll, go to, we'll talk about that in just a second. The reason I wanted to pick the show was I was a huge I was a WWF kid, obviously, mm-hmm. growing up, and you were too for the most part. And but for some reason, this Jake Roberts and WCW like sucked me in to WCW okay. for a brief time. And I don't know what it was, but like I was just probably because he was so into WWF and like I loved that Heath the Feuds yeah when he was a bad guy, Jake, because I hated him so much. And just I knew who Sting was just because everyone did, if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. And it just it sucked me in and I wanted to buy this pay per view so bad. Like I, I didn't get it obviously, but I never wanted to order a WCW show. Especially I've in ninety two. I've never or, well, yeah, I I've never personally ordered one, but I've seen him live like later in like ninety six, yeah, yeah. seven, stuff like that. But I did watch WCW in like ninety ninety one stuff like that, like on the weekends. But yeah, so I was familiar with that storyline and a couple of these matches when I saw them. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But I never watched this pay per view until last night. Did you? So did you remember like this thing at all as a kid? Or are you, I remember they years? had. I remember the coal miners glove deal. Um, I didn't remember. What, I didn't know what it was because it wasn't really explained. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew Jake and Sting had a little rivalry. I knew the. Um, the Barbarian had a world championship match against Ron Simmons. Yeah. Um, I knew something about uh, the Japan and, and um, Rick Rude. The so, only, I mean, all the, that was kind of familiar. The me. only thing I knew about was Jake and, and okay. Sting. Yeah. And I think a lot of it to do with those pictures. Like, I think, I don't know if it was like the cable store or wherever, like there'd be the posters of Sting like laying down on like this wheel, bladed wheel with snakes all around mm-hmm. him and stuff. And we'll get into that later in the main event. There's so much stuff on this show because I've seen this show before completely forgot about especially the ending like so much stuff i forgot about this show yeah. you've never seen the show before you watched it i did watch it yeah for the first time yeah ever okay i'm glad i'm glad a couple things about the show <laughs> or else i just sit here all day and just like look at you <laughs> well not like that hasn't happened before like oh i watched the first half and like, I, like you texted me this morning like i'm at this point but we'll freaking finish it if you're gonna come over today and watch it oh yeah i i I well, I guess I read text differently. I, I read a little bit more positive. <laughs> I don't read like, "Hey, finish the damn thing." <laughs> I read like, "Oh, hey, let's get together and finish it here." Winky face. <laughs> so, Halloween Havoc took place October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety two, from the Philadelphia Philadelphia Civic Center, an attendance of seven thousand. It looked like a small venue, but the crowd was into it. It was it was pretty packed. There was. A couple super fans I noticed. I mean, you saw in the front row there was Vladimir, the I was super fan. To say that Vladimir with the WBF tank top. Yeah, and then the hat guy from ECW before he was never the seen hat, hat guy before he was the hat guy in ECW. Like that's a big deal, I think. This particular show, as much as it gets crapped in over the years, was a huge financial success for WCW pay per view wise. So to put it in perspective, the last couple pay per views from WCW, so Wrestle War '92 on in May of '92. 
did 105,000 buys on pay-per-view. Beach Blast did 70,000 buys. Great American Bash did 70,000 buys. Halloween Havoc 92, you want to guess how many buys they got? 150? 165,000. Damn. You know, so Jake Sting's a big moneymaker because the next pay-per-view, Starcade 92, only got 95,000 buys. Was Vader advertised for this and Cactus Jack, like those guys? Yeah. they were kind of coming up, too. Yeah, they were, but the... the Every advertising was about Sting and Jake. Everything. But at this was, point, too, Ric Flair's gone, so it's like you can't rely on Flair. Right. Everything is. Everything's all about Jake and, and Sting for this show. Mm, okay. Everything is. And before we get into the breakdown of the segment by segment, match by match stuff, we kind of trying to do here is you finish the show. What do you think overall? Like there was a couple duds, I think, as far as matches goes. What do you think watching the show? Um, to me, it was just. Uh... Your standard? I guess classic WCW. Right. Like, it was like wrestling. Mm -hmm. Dark Arena. Uh, Gary Michael Capetta. Some country. I'm not, or Southern, I guess Southern. Except type. for Bruno. Yeah. Which is a little, he, he was a little out of place here. Yeah. I think he was going through some deal with WWF and then whatever and over the living legend name. Because mm -hmm. then when <clears throat> when I hear Tony Schiavone say, the living legend, I always think of Larry Zabisco. Right. But then it's here, Bruno San Martino. I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. Because I was just so used to Larry Zabisco. Anyway, yeah. um, no, I thought it was good. I'd give it like an eight overall. That's a high score, eight out of ten. I liked it a lot too. I, I like. I just like the wrestling part of it. I like this, and it's weird because back then I didn't like slow wrestling. I, yeah, it, it didn't keep my attention. But exactly, this, this does now because like what we call rust holes now is actually like wrestling in WCW with mm -hmm. like headlocks and surfboards and hammer locks behind the back. Like it wasn't like so quick pace, and I like the idea of it because you can see. It looked real to me, like right. a real wrestling move. And the, the, the I don't know how they, the expression on their faces, like yeah. he's really wrenching it in and gritting his teeth. And the other one's like, ah, ah, like screaming and pain. And I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it too. And I, we'll get, we'll, we'll go through the match card here in a sec. But the one, there's a few standout matches and I'll, I'll mention those. But overall, the show gets such a horrible rep reputation horrible bad rap it's because of the the main event being the worst possible scenario for the spin the wheel make the deal match we'll go well, before we get to the main event we will go through each one of them the options yeah. or we can do it because sting spins the wheel there's a whole separate part of the pay-per-view of sting spinning the wheel right and we'll get into that too that's when we'll break down which one we would have taken which one was the best and worst option all that other yeah. stuff. <laughs> um so the show opens up with the classic Ghosts and ghouls and demons and hilarious 90s animations that Halloween Havoc was famous for. It was a little cartoony. Loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I like the graphics. I mean, I'm thinking 92 graphics. Just, they were like ahead of their time there. Oh, yeah. Because if I see, like, say, Super Bowl graphics from 92, uh -huh. it looks like crap. Yeah, man. It's, it's just good. letters. <laughs> it's, it's no images, nothing moving around. But I like how Sting howls at the moon. Yep. Then they, they kind of, like... Well, the camera work goes like into the haunted house, and there's ghosts mm -hmm. of uh, Ron Simmons, and then Barbarian, and then it's all the spooky music in the background, and Rick Rude. This is a show I would definitely recommend people watch. Yeah, it's, I, I liked it. Me too. It was like I, I for some reason in my head I thought, oh, this is going to be a chore to get through, bad, but no. it, I liked it, and it could be because I, I have the mindset of being a kid then and like remembering these guys and kind of going back to it, and also we talk about this all the time is. When we were kids, any wrestling you can get was like gold. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter what it was, bad, good, you loved it. You were in an awesome wrestling, bad or good. It was 
it was your stuff. It was great. Right. So looking back, like as we go through these, I'll you know I'll share my thoughts on what I thought about them when I was younger. Yeah. So first up, uh, we've got Tony Schiavone and Bruno San Martino and, and like a podium to talking. And I'm like, I'm like, are they doing play by play for this show? I'm like, no. Yeah, thought that too. And then they just run down the match card, and Bruno's there for like the like the real sports color commentary, like breaking it down like a real fight. Oh, he's a tough competitor, and because they show back and. Cactus Jack's training the Barbarian to counter the Power Slam and all that yeah. stuff from Ron Simmons. And I'm like, do not remember this at all. One, why the hell is the Barbarian getting a title shot? Poor Ron Simmons. His title reign is not looking great. Ron Simmons should have <laughs> faced Cactus Jack. Why is he facing the Barbarian? I think he eventually faced Cactus Jack. Maybe. This is like a stepping stone, kind of like the old Boss Man Heenan family thing. Okay. Uh, and then we have Missy Hyatt backstage, and she's in a costume. Missy Hyatt was like, when I was a kid... Ooh. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought she was smoking. Hot. I was like, because you got to realize we're WWF kids. We had Miss Elizabeth, and she was not like the hot chick. She was like a classic, beautiful woman. Right. And there's like Sherry Martell. And, and, and so here comes this blonde slut. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Take that back. That's mean. <laughs> but she was just like a smoke show. She was, uh, I don't Missy know if you remember, like uh, Up All Night. Rhonda Shear. Rhonda Shear. She was kind of like just the bubbly blonde little, and just cute and just... Or like Kelly from Married with Children, Christina Applegate a little yeah, bit. a little ditzy. A little bit, but I you know... I get it. Yeah, but she was just a... Ooh, big fan of Missy Hyatt. Fish. She's like a masquerade, shiny gold mermaid. Yeah. It's beautiful. Love it. Love it, Missy Hyatt. Yeah. She says she's going to vote for Jesse the Body Ventura for president, which All is, right. hey, future governor, a little <laughs> foreshadowing there by Missy Hyatt. The first match... I was did a big you say fan. He, she's outside Rude's door? Yes. Okay. She is. She's. I think I did. If not, thank you for ringing it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first. The first match we got here on the show. Well, before it, we do that, so she's at the door, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, back to you, uh, uh, Ventura and Jim Ross." So they go down to the commentary, and uh, Jesse Ventura has like this big uh, cloak cape on. Right. He's got this cool that he got from Walgreens. He rips it off. I'm like, "Oh my god, he looks like Damian Demento," because <laughs> he's got like that weird half shaved ponytail mm-hmm. in the back and. The weird face, I'm like that looks just like Damien Demento. Then I'm trying to think: is Damien Demento around by this time, or no? <laughs> uh, the dark match on this show, which we did not see, is Eric Watts and Vad Hammer defeat the Vegas connection of Vinny Vegas and DDP. So look at that: DDP and Kevin Nash doing the job for Eric Watts for Watts's kid. Yeah, they're warming up, warming up the audience. Yep. Yeah. Uh, opening match: Tom Zink or Zink Zink. Come on, man. Johnny Gunn. Tom Zink. Johnny Gunn and Shane Douglas versus Arn Anderson, Michael Hayes, and beautiful, beautiful Bobby. That's, That's right. My Stone Cold impression? No, my the announcer impression. What's his Gary name? Gary Capetta? Gary Mike Capetta. Beautiful Bobby. So I was, honestly, <laughs> I was a big fan of Tom Zink back then. Really? Like Tom Zink, you Brian and Pillman. Like, I really like those two. Okay. Um, not in this match. Well, Pillman's not in this match. I'm just talking about, like, the younger guys that came around. Um, The Z-Man I liked. Uh, Shane Douglas I never really got into. Me neither. Even uh, Dean Douglas, I always hated him. Or ECW Shane Douglas never liked him. Another guy I don't remember at all. I forgot what his name was. Uh, You already forgot. Gunn or something? (laughs) Mike Gunn? Johnny Gunn? I just put Gunn. Because I'm not even going to talk about him. (laughs) But it's like... I think they just built this match up. Like, the, the, uh, the young guys, the newcomers versus the vets. Yeah. 
So they were going to get with built beautiful Bobby, Arn Anderson, mm-hmm. Michael PSAs. I never liked PSAs. Me neither. I just thought he was an old rocker because when I was younger, it was like Motley Crue, Poison, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And then seeing PSAs, I'm like, who's this old fart trying to, <laughs> trying to ride the Motley Crue bandwagon? Like, I didn't know he was like established already for like so they, 10 they, years. They ripped him off. <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't know that as a kid. I'm like, who's okay. this old fart <laughs> trying to rock leather pants and long hair? Still doing that look today. Yeah. With the fanny pack. I, I like this match. It was a lot more fun than I thought. It was yeah. a like, nice well, little 11-minute match. It was fine. I put good pacing, and uh, overall, they were just telling the story of the young guys being quicker and high energy. They mentioned that a couple times. Um, and what I thought was cool was the time limit. Like, I forgot that they did time limits. WCW was big on time limits, and yeah. we were the victim of one of them later in the show. So I don't remember what the time limit was. I just heard time limit, like 10 minutes of the past. I'm like, oh, crap, they did a time limit for this one. Probably like 15 minutes. Uh, but apparently the faces... I guess was Zink and uh, his crew. Well, it's tough because it it, which it was supposed to be, but this ECW crowd or prior ECW crowd, this this Philadelphia crowd was cheering the bad guys. So maybe because they just knew who they were. It's just because there's always been smart marks, and there's always been people okay. who want to do that. And every year of wrestling, there's always been it. So, so these poor kids get their asses booed when they win. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Like, boo. <laughs> They're just out there shiny, smiling baby faces. <laughs> That's right. And like, you suck. Speaking of shiny, smiling baby faces, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat takes on Flying Brian Pillman. This is like a nice little hidden gem. A lot yeah. of high-flying action, a lot of counters, cross bodies. I was a little iffy on the finish, but, you know, it was a, it was a fun match to watch, especially for me. Never having seen it in a long time, mm-hmm. or if I did, I haven't seen it. I don't remember if I've ever seen I'm sure I have, but just in a long time I haven't seen it. So I didn't know who was going to win, so I was kind of like on the edge of my seat. Ricky's team ends up getting the win, but it was I was a big fan of this match. It was nice to get the crowd into it. I liked it a lot. So I thought Pillman was doing you know some moves that nobody really saw before. Like towards the end, I thought it was a little weak when he did like the flip into the pin. Mm-hmm. Like normally that is a little bit smoother, but yeah, I did like the pacing of it. It was a good match, and it, mm-hmm. it's it was like it's only ten minutes. So again, it's the first two matches, quick ten minute matches. Crowds into it, big fans of them. And now this next match, which is Nikita Koloff versus Big Van Vader, I was so confused about like the stipulations they were throwing out. They explained it, yeah, but I was still confused. Did you get it at all? Like what the deal was with it? Well, what the deal was was uh, Rick Rude was supposed to wrestle two matches this night. Right. Rick Rude had lawyers that, I guess, got him out of one of the matches, only if he could find a surrogate to replace him to represent him in this U.S. title match. Mm-hmm. So he picked Vin, Big Van Vader to represent him while he fought. Right. What was his name? Nikita Koloff. Yeah, Nikita Koloff. Who was Lithuanian here, not Russian. FYI. Yeah. And he was a good guy. Yes. I remember him as a bad guy. Me too. And so what, what's funny is when this match first started, I was like, oh, I'm going to skip this. I always hate Nikita Koloff matches. Oh, I love Nikita. I hated him. This match, though. He was a bruiser, man. This match was a bruiser. Vader and him were just pounding the crap out of each other. Yeah. Throwing club and blows and forearms and suplexes and all that stuff. This is the Vader that WWF wanted in 96 when he came over. Like this big, I, yeah, I, I clubbing that that's what they were going to get. It, but I don't know. Somehow they tamed him down and told him not to do this and not do that or something. It but was he, he was a boss. Yeah, <laughs> he he was like a badass, and that's why it was funny when Vader came and like all this hype. And when I was a kid watching WWF, I'm like oh sweet, and then he came. I'm like this guy's just a fat guy with a jockstrap <laughs> on his head. I was like, what the hell is the deal? Michaels beat him. This guy is nothing. <laughs> 
Well, Shawn Michaels could beat anybody as far as I was concerned as a kid. Oh, come so. on, Vader could beat anybody. You get this big guy from down south just hammering you across the face <laughs> with his big palms and fists and, and arms and his big belly like smashing into you. Uh-huh. God, this guy was a beast. Yep, I was a fan. Yeah. Uh, Vader gets the win after beating the hell out of Nikita Koloff. And this goes into our next match, which is the only... This is my dud on the card. Except for the last couple minutes. You think so? Yeah. I, I, Are we not going to talk about Hala Hala Teddy Long? Like, he's been in here twice already in this show. We'll get to him, but you can talk about him. <laughs> I skipped a couple of the backstage segments. Like, he's backstage. He's backstage with, like, this uh, purple shiny do-rag back yes. doing commentary. I'm yes. like, man, that's a tag team player right there. <laughs> yes. He's doing some uh, interviews, and he's a referee later on in his career. Yeah, I remember Teddy Long because I had the old WCW cards, and, like, yeah. I had his collector card. Like, he was the manager of Doom. That's right. who I knew him as. Yeah, me too. And, uh, yeah, holla, holla, Teddy Long. <laughs> holla, 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 playa. We're back here with we the... got a tag team match yeah. with the Undertaker. Mm -hmm. It's Steve Austin and Dr. Dusty Williams versus Dustin Runnels or Dustin Rhodes Dustin and Rhodes. Barry Windham. I always hated Barry Windham. Even now, I don't get, like, what his deal is. Yeah, I was is. never really into Wyndham, but I, I love Dr. Death. I mean, when I was younger, him, just, like, his big brute and, and hairy face, like, yeah. he just looked, and they was talking about, I think he was Oklahoma Sooner or whatever he was, mm -hmm. and, like, football tackles and, and uh, um, chop blocks is what they call him now, like, yeah. in the NFL, like, just all of the different stuff he did. He was, and he came from Japan, and to me, like, Japan was, like, the, the strong of the strong. Strong style. So I'm like, this guy's a badass. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the WCW game that they had, or NWA game, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl? Picked, yeah, I always picked uh, Dr. Death. Yeah. See, to me, he lost his loss to him, Bart Gunn knocked him out cold in the Brawl for All tournament. <laughs> well, this is way before that. <laughs> so he's got this, this tough guy reputation, and Bart yeah. Gunn's like, yeah, no, clocks him out cold. <laughs> it's like Bradshaw, too, has this tough guy reputation, gets knocked out cold by Bart Gunn. Oh, man. This is this match goes thirty minutes. It goes it the full long. thirty minute. I think I did time limit draw. Bit, but I like the I like the team of Austin and Williams. I thought it was it's cool. Like the makeshift team. Well, Steve Austin Williams team. is his real name. Right. Austin's real name. So that was pretty cool. Like he got to team with him. Uh, well, what's funny, my note is I put Teddy was in the back with the two Steve Williams <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> yes, he was. Look at you making yourself laugh. Yeah, watching. popping myself. You're giggling. <laughs> myself at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> You're giggling. Yeah, again, it ends in a draw. The, the ending sequence is kind of cool. They're, they're going for finishers. I like that they had the timer up on the, on the screen. Yeah. But the crowd kind of like died at that draw finish. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm never, I'm never a fan of draws ever. Not yeah. A, I mean, it was a weird finish and then it restarted because somebody wasn't legal. Something like that. Right. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Then we have a, a little promo stage segment <clears throat> with Paul E. Dangerously. And he's, he's cutting a promo talking about how he was glad to, to split the, the money of the match with Vader, with Rick Rude yeah, and all that. Like he's so smart. I picked this, and I'm the reason for the success. And, and the Harley races up there with his blonde mustache and his blonde hair. Yeah. And then he then for I don't. This must have been a WCW story I was unaware of. Medusa's involved somehow. Do you know how Medusa's well, she was, involved? She was part of the Dangerous Alliance. She was hired to be the um, the ring girl for um, Rick Rude. So because she's part of the Dangerous Alliance, he fired her. 
Who did? Polly? Polly. Yes, Polly fires her. So the, this part, this segment's cool because Polly gives her like a shove and the crowd goes, whoa. Like, well, the whole time he's going, he's screaming in her face like, I'm a man, man, man. You're a woman, woman, woman. You're nothing. You're only here because I hired you. You're fired. You're not part of this anymore because you suck. Yeah. It's like in her face. And the whole time I'm waiting because I'm already pre-programmed by wrestling by now that she's going to slap him in the face. Uh -huh. So I'm just waiting for the slap, waiting for the slap. For the Stephanie McMahon style slap. Exactly. So at least two minutes goes by and he's just ranting on her. I'm like, holy man. <laughs> so then, then he shoves her. I'm like, oh, and the crowd's like, ooh. There's, a, there's an audible like, ooh. And as soon as he shoves her, he backs up one step and she just like quickly like Savat kicks him right in the head uh -huh. and knocks him down. I'm like, yeah, and The crowd go. goes nuts. They yeah. loved that shit. Because it wasn't a slap. It was like a straight up kick to the head. <laughs> yes. It was kicks the shit out of him. Yes. It was great. I loved it. I loved that. That's That was, the, again, another fun part. So after that little dud of a match, we're right back up. Yeah. Was, at least in they my terms. They brought us down. They brought us right back up. In my terms of watching it. Anyway. Maybe that's why they brought us down. So they could bring us back up? <laughs> yeah. All right. Shivani was a producer of this. He, he knew what he was doing. So, <laughs> I saw you know, the credits at, yeah. at the end of it. It says uh, producer, Tony Shivani. Next up, we have Sting coming out to spin the wheel. Make the deal. This production for just this wheel is a lot. Sting comes out looking serious, as serious as he can look, as like yeah. a Halloween Havoc logo rises from the floor. And he looks floor. so confused, like he's looking around, he doesn't know what's going on. He's no like, one does, because then there's like a production assistant running around in the camera shop, moving stuff around. <laughs> like, you get it why WCW is in such a mess financially this time. I didn't time. notice him running around. You didn't? No. Oh, he's, he's moving the, the lever box right in front of the oh, camera. He's it. right there, and... You know, this this wheel's got pyro. It's got like it's got a big skull with like glowing, blinking eyes. Yeah, and this uh, like a ceramic snake. How much do you think this this thing costs to get done? I don't know. Guess five grand. Probably more than that. <laughs> That's just for the pyro. <laughs> you call that pyro? <laughs> yeah, those are like snaps. Yeah, sparklers shooting off. Yeah. All right. So, but it was, it was fun. I liked it. It was a big event. For some I mean, reason, the thing I, comes out looking like uh, like a buzzsaw, like a um, what do they call those? Well, I guess yeah, a buzzsaw, yeah. right? I, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that this wheel was spun like right before the match started. I didn't realize there was a whole production start of it. So here's the twelve options we had for the spin the wheel, make the deal. There's a match. couple I don't know what they are. <laughs> I didn't know what the Texas Coleman the glove the glove match was. All right, so Texas bull rope match is the first. You know what that is, right? That's the, the corners where you got to touch the four corners right. and you're connected by the bull rope. Yes. Like a chain match, right? A little bit. Uh, Spinner's Choice. Spinner's Choice. is Russian chain match, which is a chain match. Same thing as the bull rope match, except it's a chain. Are they uh, tied around the neck? No, that's the dog collar match, which is the next option. Okay. I quit. We know. Barbed wire. I guess we know. Uh, cage match. Lumberjacks with belts. What do you think that means? Mm, I'm assuming pant belts. They just slap they whip them? Yeah. Prince or of, all the championship belts. If you win, you get them all. <laughs> I don't know. What's a Prince of Darkness That's the match? one I'm not sure about. Ozzy Osbourne? I Googling it. <laughs> Texas Deathmatch, just a hardcore match. The Coal Miners? What's the Texas Deathmatch? Just a hardcore match. Like with dynamite and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Coal Miners Glove Match. And the I figured first, out what that was. And the First Blood. Out of those 12, which would you have picked? Let's say it lands on Spinner's Choice. You get to pick. What's this match going to be between Sting and Jake the Snake Roberts? What are you going to pick? I would pick the Texas Bull Rope match because I always liked them. Because, one, it was a little bit more southern, and to me that was WCW. Okay. And I imagine like a little cowbell <laughs> on the rope. <laughs> I wanted a first blood match. All right. 
So, well, let me ask you: if, if coal miner's glove was a hard and steel lined glove match, yeah, would you have wanted to see that? No. <laughs> okay. I never like like on a pole matches where you get the thing on the pole and you get to use it. Like that mm-hmm. was like the nightstick on a pole match with the boss man and yeah. nails. All that stuff was stupid. You think so? Yes, I hated it. We'll we'll get to this. I mean, the stuff that I don't like was Vinso's uh, Vinso's Vinso's <laughs> Russo's pole on the match stuff. Like I didn't like that, but I thought the nightstick on the on the uh, the pole was fun. Even the uh, the Bailey and the Alexa um, kendo stick on a pole. We'll we'll get to all we'll get to this pole in a second. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do a whole on a pole match show. We are <laughs> top ten favorite on a pole. Good to know. Good to know. Thanks for the tip on that. Thanks for the heads up. So again, I don't know what the hell. So Sting spins it with a lever. Mm-hmm. This thing's spinning way too fast. It is. It takes a it while. Looks like the sparks are being caused by the speed of the blade. It takes too, <laughs> it takes a while, and then like finally, Sting's looking around. This is going on awkwardly too long. Jesse goes, "Oh, it's finally starting to slow down." And <clears> it <throat> stops. It almost lands on first blood match, okay. and it moves over. I'm like, if I was them producing, I'd be like, screw it, it's going to be first blood match because they didn't gimmick the wheel. They didn't gimmick it. So this was a little. You don't think they did? It's it's been well known they didn't. Oh, okay. They did not gimmick the wheel. So I don't know what this was. Maybe the, they had the glove. They had all options available. They had I a cage, it. all that stuff. So they had tell, the glove. You're telling me this was, They had the glove. <laughs> <laughs> That was like that was like a union guy's like cable runner glove. That wasn't a coal miner's glove. Hey, go get the rig crew. We need a glove. (laughs) Put some duct tape on it. Make it look like it's steel. (laughs) But you're telling me this was all chance, like live. Yes. Nobody knew what it was. No, not even Sting or Jake the Steak Robbery. That makes it better. It it, would if if they freaking cleansed out an awesome match like First Blood. I don't know, man. I thought, the, I thought the coal miner's glove was pretty uh, intense. That's okay. We talked about the best. What is the is the coal miner's glove the worst option out of all those? If I knew what the Prince of Darkness was, that might be the worst. <laughs> but I think the worst is lumberjacks. I've never been a fan. of But they got belts. I, don't I, I, I imagine taking their belts off and just whipping sting yeah. in the back with some leather. That's yeah, that's a, southern. I guess I'm not a fan of lumberjack matches. I'm a fan of lumberjacks with belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh, man. Next, so back to this one. What, the match or the coal miner's glove or the next match on the card? No, no, the uh, the set that we were talking about. Okay. With the the, the, the gimmick thing. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That, that's not back to what we were talking about. Yeah, it was. Oh, you asked me what the worst one was? Yes. I would say Lumberjacks. Okay, I'm going to go with what they picked for the coal miner's glove <laughs> on a pole match. Okay. All right, so next up, we've got Rick Rude versus Chono in an NWA world title match. They tried to make this feel like such a huge deal like yeah. with the production and the refs, but it was just so dumb. Rude ends up winning on some goofy DQ because he has his own ref. He has Harley Race as his ref. Yeah. And there's another ref, Matsuda or whatever. It's just it's goofy. And this is, again, where the crowd just like, ugh. There's, there's back-to-back matches here near the end where the crowd just dies. I think be, I was not into this match when I was younger because I didn't know Japan stuff. I never saw no. Japan stuff, so I had no idea who these guys. My only, um, I guess, familiarity with Japan stuff was when Demolition went against those Tenru and whatever their names was at WrestleMania. That's the only wrestler, like Japanese wrestlers I knew. Or the Orient Express. Yeah, I didn't. I, I against I, the I Rockers. I really think they were like really Japanese, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> They're not real. <laughs> no, I know they're real. I'm just saying I didn't think that they were like 
don't know, from Japan, like, I don't know. You don't, do you know what I'm trying to say? No. Like, I, I know they're I know they're Asian, but I didn't think they were, like, Japanese. All right, we're going to wrap up this match here. We're, we're <laughs> going to go on to the next match. Again, that match was bad. Next up, we've got the Barbarian, and this is the Barbarian from WWF, the one we met and he's, at StarCast. He's full on, uh, what Bar- was his team with Warlord? Powers of Pain? Yeah, that's, I was going to say Power and Pain. <laughs> power and <laughs> yeah. Glory? Yeah, that's it. Powers of Pain uh, gimmick makeup? Pretty much. He's got, even got the animal print, like, vesting over him and he's all got that. the combo. He's got the Heenan Barbarian fur <laughs> <laughs> with the Powers of Pain uh, face paint. Faces Ron Simmons for the WCW title. Cactus Jack is in the Barbarian's corner for some reason and is training him. Ron Simmons comes out with a crew of, like, th- these aren't security. This is, like, ushers from the venue what walking Ron funny. Simmons down to the ring with Teddy Long. Yeah, what I think is funny is uh, Jesse Ventura talks about uh, Cactus Jack training Barbarian, and they go to a video, and all it is is Barbarian on all fours with cinder blocks on his back. <laughs> and Cactus Jack is smashing a uh, <laughs> uh, cinder, cinder blocks with a sledgehammer. Uh-huh. And Jesse's like, oh, look at all this training. He's like, oh, it even hit his head. Like a little piece of the cinder block hit Barbarian in the back of the head. I'm like, that's not really training. <laughs> this match was pretty bland. You know, that Ron Simmons gets the win, but this was all about, I guess, building up, building Simmons up by beating monsters. Who knows? Yeah. The only thing I put on here was just a slow bull versus bull strongman power match. That's all it really was, like clotheslines and shoulder blacks, like shoulder blacks, shoulder blocks. Yeah. And then running the ropes and running into each other, neither going down. And just real, it was just slow. Yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. And yeah. Then we got our main event here. And the title does not close the show. And thank God it didn't because of what this main event is. So... This coal miner's on a glove on a pole match. First off, that pole is damn tall. Now it was. they have to climb up. They have to climb the pole too to get this. Yeah. And again, this is a work glove with some duct tape on it. Yeah. And they're hyping it up like, oh, look at this! It's you get to use that. It's you're gonna lose and it's and, lights out. At some point, hit with that. At some point in the match, Jesse Ventura goes, "You know, Ross, what I just thought of." What if someone got someone on submission and doesn't even use the coal miner's club? And Jim Ross like, that's certainly possible. I'm like, that'd be the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> like, but it's hardened steel lining. Is that what coal miner's gloves use? Do they have hardened steel know. lining? I don't know. That's what Jesse said. Do you think WCW fact-checked that? Uh, probably not. Sounds like a, a Jesseism. He made it up. What are your overall thoughts on this match, excluding the ex- extracurricular stuff at the end? Because um, I liked it better than I remembered it. Like it was a it was decent okay. match. Like I liked it. Um, well, I, I'm not gonna say I liked it. It was okay. Yeah, it was a little bit back and forth, and you know something that I didn't really thought stood out. Like a year from now, if he's like, "What happened in that match?" I'm like, I don't really remember. You remember <laughs> one thing at the end, which we'll get. Oh, to. Oh, I do remember um, <laughs> that, the ending. I, the match itself, like all of these, and the matches themselves, there was nothing really that stood out. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they did that." Right. This match. It's good. You know, I, I have a couple notes that when it first starts, when Jake first comes out, like, he doesn't look great. Like, he's all a little, he's a little flabby. Yeah. Maybe he's drinking well, a little. that's how he left, WWF. Drinking a little bit. But he looks worse here, I think. Because he left WWF at 90 and 92 in April, right after mm-hmm. WrestleMania. He had 90-day no-compete, so he couldn't show up in WCW until August. Then he, he basically attacked Sting. Then he had a little match at Clash of Champions. He beat Sting, setting up this big feud for this Halloween Havoc payday, which worked out yeah. well for them. But once the match gets started, Jake is looking great. Like, he's doing all his classic moves. He's doing the facials, the psychology, yeah. doing the, the big spots. It was it was good. You know, I liked it. One of the things that I noticed when he said uh, he had hurt his right arm, I think, 
Reaper's left arm, whatever it was. Is legit or storyline? In the story. Okay. In the, in the match, he had hurt his arm, and then he's kind of favoring it, and Jim Ross says, oh, no, how's he going to use that arm? And then he's like, oh, he used the, that whatever, the injured arm to do the DDT, you know, injured it even more. I'm like, he didn't use that arm for the DDT. Why is he, <laughs> I don't know, I guess just to tell the story. Right. Yeah, they got to, I don't know, that's just laziness in 92 WCW part yeah. probably. I like the the bell rings when the match first starts, and like Jake's like saying, "Yeah, go ahead, talk to the crowd, talk to the crowd." Pointing to Sting, so Sting turns, and Jake runs up the pole to try to grab the coal miner's glove. Classic heel move. I loved yep. it. And then Sting tries to do it later, but without distracting, just runs up there and gets it. Yeah. So the match ends up. Sting ends up winning. Obviously, you know he's the winner here. And, but the ending is a whole another ball game of stuff I completely right, forgot the thing, about. Like they're both down. As they're both down, Sting crawls to the the corner to, mm-hmm. to get to the pole uh, cactus jack runs down right. to bring out jake's cobra and then so jake's getting his snake um sting's getting climbing up the pole now he's got the gloves so uh-huh. it's glove versus snake yep sting gets down jake jake's back is to sting uh-huh but sting just socks him like in the side of his ribs right maybe he's going for the the liver punch so he goes for the liver punch, destroys his liver, uh-huh. <laughs> worse than the alcohol. <laughs> so now he's got um, internal uh, cirrhosis, uh-huh. bleeding, <laughs> and he falls down. Uh huh. <laughs> Jake's python bites him in the face. Yes, while but Steve Jake goes, makes his python, his cobra, bite him in the face. Like he's like trying to get it to happen. Yeah, but so he's holding it to his face while he gets the pin. I'm like, this is so weird. Like that's just a dumb finish, right? Like if he, if Sting would have punched Jake in the face and then you know somehow the snake lands on him and bites him while he's knocked out, that'd have been better. But Sting punched him in the side. <laughs> I thought while well, I was like, kind of half watch, I was like looking at my phone or something. I'm like, wait a minute. He's, that snake's really biting him in the face. Like, that's got to be a fake snake. At first, I thought it was a rubber snake. Me too, but it's not because it's moving around and stuff later. And yeah. like, and he's got blood, so I don't. Maybe that could have been work too. But either I'm gonna pretend it was real, even if it wasn't. If some, if it was, please correct me, guys. But one, if it was real, why would you do that? Why would you agree to do that? I don't know. And then one of the things they didn't even make part of the show they were talking about how there was going to be a medic at ringside with anti venom. Like that was the hype up too. Like, oh, this is really dangerous. Yeah. If if Jake brings a snake, so obviously he doesn't bring the snake at all uh-huh. in the beginning. Jake come, or uh, Cactus, Cactus Jack comes out later with it. I'm like, well, where's the medic with the anti venom? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just go to the end and recap the show. I'm like, wait, what happened to Jake? Yeah. <laughs> he's poisoned. He's he's uh, getting dizzy. He's wobbling around. He's just gonna go grab a couple beers. He'll be all right. Gonna, yes. go, hit, gonna go hit downtown Philly. So yeah, what's also weird is like normally we're. we're train that shows end when the match ends yeah but wcw like recapped it with shivani and bruno and jr and jesse the body ventura so that was kind of awkward too but all in all this ending with that snake bites jake in the face that's memorable like you're gonna remember that going forward it is yeah so at least kudos to them on that they remembered or they made something memorable for me to watch well what it was for me i thought it was fake so okay that's gonna stick out oh hey he used a fake snake but no now there's blood yeah he's moving around so he really was trying to get him to bite his face (laughs) or his neck wherever he had him bite him well i was reading up on this a little bit with jake going do you know the story of jake going to wcw no a little bit Mm -mm. So what had happened was Jake was winding down his career in wrestling in WWF, and he wanted to be a writer on the creative team. And Pat Patterson was going to – Pat Patterson had to take a leave from WWF. This was during a big scandal when 
Ring Boys came out and accused Pat Patterson of doing of sexual assault or molesting or whatever. Turns out it wasn't true. So Patterson took a like a, he basically retired temporarily to avoid all the media scrutiny about this. So Jake went to Vince and hey, now that Pat's gone, like I want to move into that role. And then Vince goes, well, you know, Jake, out of Pat, respect for Pat, we're just not going to fill that role anymore. So Jake's mm-hmm. like, you got pissed. He's like, well, what the hell? You know, I, I want this. I was promised this. You took it away from me. So then at WrestleMania 8, Jake threatened to no-show WrestleMania 8 unless Vince gave him his release because Jake had a deal in place with WCW for like a million bucks or something like that to go over there and wrestle with them. Mm-hmm. In the time that... So did he want to wrestle or did he want he's to, wanted to leave. be backstage? He wanted to do... He, he, his, his deal was he got to do both with WCW. Okay. All right. So he's going to get paid a million bucks, whatever it was, to go there to do both. In the time that Jake is released... And in the time that his 90-day clause expires, the guy Jake made the deal with leaves. So now Bill Watts is in, and Bill Watts hates Jake Roberts. So Bill Watts just looked at him and said, like, this contract is not valid. You're not doing any of that stuff. So he cut his salary like 200 k yeah. So Jake lost like $700,000 just like that. And he's like, well, what the hell? Which makes it even more crazy that he got bit by a snake for only making two hundred grand. Like, it's not like, <laughs> I don't know what his he deal was. He earn his two hundred grand. I guess, man, but... So, yeah, then he has a, a small feud with Sting doing house show circuit rematch stuff, and he just pretty much disappears WCW after this. He's gone until he comes back to the WWF in 95, 96 yeah. as, like, a saved person when he wore the shirt and he had the yellow snake. So I, I was thinking about this, too. Like, without Jake coming back being born again, yeah, there's no Austin. In 96? Yeah. Right. Well, there is Austin, but there's no Austin 316. Yeah. And then someone, I don't know, I just remember all the John 316 signs when I was growing up. Right, and that's like what Austin said, yeah. too. He's like, talk about your psalms, talk about right, John right. 316, yeah. 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 And and I, I just remember, like, that being a lot, in a lot of the WrestleMania pay-per-view yep. crowds and stuff like that. And, yeah. And I was thinking, if, like, Jake doesn't come back, there's no 316 Austin. Crazy. Part. And does he even really get over without that, you know, brash attitude of... Whatever. You, you sit here and you thump your Bible. It didn't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Austin's up on the, the stage talking crash to Jake Roberts. What's <laughs> all the heathens in the car? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw Jake and religion. <laughs> we want Austin. <laughs> What's funny, so re, speaking of King of the Ring 96, King of the Ring 96 is a VHS tape that I've been after for a while because mm-hmm. I used to rent it a lot as a kid. It's kind of hard to find. It's mostly expensive. I got it in a lot. Uh, for like twelve bucks with a bunch of few other things, nice. I picked it up. So I was Good pretty pumped to get that. Yeah. Good for you. So you sit there and thump your Bible. Didn't get you anywhere. <laughs> Doc Hendricks is looking all shocked, like, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" Doc Hendricks. <laughs> PSAs. Vince is like, "Shave your damn head and change your name. <laughs> you ain't coming over here as PSAs. You're gonna be Doc Hendricks." <laughs> Doc Hendricks, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't know Doc Hendricks other than, other than anything other than Doc Hendricks when I was a kid. I didn't know he was Michael yeah, Pierce. I knew who he was. You did? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did he shave his hair? <laughs> why are they calling him Doc Hendricks? Because I told you I watched uh, WCW when I was younger. Yeah, because I remember Terry Bam Bam Gordy and like Freebirds, but I didn't know like the original Freebirds. Yeah, I just knew like WCW's late version, not WCCW's. Right. So yeah. what? Here's one. Um, quote that I thought was like kind of proper to end this as there as Jake is going after the match was staying Jake uh-huh. is like going back to the back and <laughs> um, 
Jim Ross goes, Roberts needs medical help, Jess. He was bitten in the face by his own cobra. <laughs> that was that's a hell of a way to end the show. Yeah, right. And then Sting even I Sting's like after the match is like he's not celebrating, he's confused at what just yeah. happened. Maybe Jake went to business for himself. Like, Give me that snake. Maybe. Oh, I loved it. it was a but big fan. I think overall it was good. I would yeah. watch it again. I recommend it to people, especially if you like nostalgic, cheesy wrestling. Like, don't yeah. go into it thinking you're going to get Omega Okada no, match man. quality stuff. It's great. I liked it a lot. I mean, maybe you have to be younger. Maybe you had to be around when this was there. But I really like the Southern wrestling. I didn't really think it was better than WWF when I was younger. I still but don't. it had its own thing. It was unique to itself. Yeah, it was so different. I thought that was cool. It stood out different for sure. And Obviously, didn't resonate with fans because yeah. were, a lot of change of ownership. You know, they're bringing in the pizza guy, Bill Hurd, and they're bringing in eventually Eric Bischoff to take over, and the rest is history yeah. with that portion of it. But again, it was it was fun. I like. Looking... It was fun to go back and watch because I, you know, I remember Nikita Koloff. I remember Vladimir the super fan, like seeing him again. I'm like, oh my god, there's Vlad. I, I forgot what his name was. Yeah. Until I looked him up, and then it was somewhere on Botchamania. I'm like, yeah, that's it, Vladimir. Um, but Dustin Rhodes and, and mm-hmm. Steve Williams and Vader and Harley Race and Brian Pillman, like just all of those guys, like before they kind of you know jump ship. Or, if we talked about this when Dustin when Goldust came. Did you know he was Dustin Rhodes? Yeah, I didn't know. And yeah. I thought he was just a weird guy. I didn't know who he yeah. was. So then watching this back, I'm like, well, there's Goldust against Steve Austin, like stunning Steve. Yeah, I'm like before all of that. So mm-hmm. it's like you know this is kind of cool, like to see like where they were before. Yep, it is pretty cool. Um, and, and even Cactus Jack, like that's where I kind of knew learned who cactus jack was was from wcw i learned who he was from ecw okay because that's around the time when ecw first started like showing up randomly on like yeah. your local cable affiliate or your local cable syndication channel at like two in the morning on a friday or whatever it was that's kind of mm-hmm. how new cactus jack was all right but everyone else fun. it was again it was fun to watch all these people like you said and like their beginning a little bit and to see prime vader you know oh, for sure clubbing Beating the hell out of people. I liked him. Liked yeah. him a lot. I can see why he... I can now understand why everyone was so pumped for him to come over to WWF in 96. <laughs> I didn't get it, but now I understand why. He was a badass. He was, for sure. Still never understood the whole jockstrap on the head thing. It was cool. Was it, though? Yeah, it was. What about the big Mastodon thing he had on Did his... Did he do that in WWF? The Mastodon? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. He just had the, the mask. And Jim Cornette was his manager. Yeah. Because that added a lot to his mystique, too. Maybe. I think just him beating the hell out of people had enough mystique for me. <laughs> okay. Just those forearms. Just a swinging Vader yes. arm. That's all he really needed to do. <laughs> and then the splash like in the in the corner. Like, God, he was just <sighs> such a beast. And then poor Vader ends his career in WWF for, like, cutting a promo saying, Maybe I'm just a fat piece of shit. Remember oh, that promo he cut? Was that when it was a whole Heath Slater no 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 that's when he came back that was better but like oh okay. this is like attitude era stuff i'm talking about all right yeah it was it was bad news is that around the era when gold dust uh said he wasn't gold dust anymore yeah the art, <laughs> artist formerly named like a baby diaper and all that like stuff burned all this stuff on the stage and like yep. i'm not gonna be gold dust anymore this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> there was an era that was really crappy in attitude era it was about a year it was just garbage <laughs> <laughs> them just burning stuff yeah the wrestling and attitude era wasn't always great but the actual no you know, storyline stuff was. This is off topic a little bit, but I wanted to give a shout out. I listened to the Laps fan this week. They looked at, looked back at SummerSlam 2005 and I forgot that was during the heat of the Edge, Matt Hardy, Lita saga, like the start of all that stuff. They do a really good job of breaking all that stuff down. And what's really cool is they each, they take a look at Edge's book and Lita's book 
and this is before they they broke up. And Lita's talking about like her relationship with Matt, and this is when it's all good. And she's like, you know, Matt and I, she's going, I see other people who are all clingy in their relationships, and it makes me sick. I'm glad Matt and I are so casual with our relationships. He's like, he didn't even have to get me a Christmas present. And then, like, a few chapters later, she's, like, complaining about, like, mm. not getting Christmas presents from him. Yeah. And she's like, I had to explain to him and all that stuff. Like, but a relationship's easy. Then later when they break up, Lita in real life saying, well, Matt was never affectionate. And everyone's like, what the hell? Poor guy, Matt. And yeah, then, poor guy, Matt. And then Edge, in his book, talk, he calls Lita Leets and, like, has nicknames for her. Like, oh, yeah. man, poor Matt Hardy's, like, the pawn in this. And, and what's like sweet cheeks. Yeah. And then at the end, and they were both talking, like, you know, at the end of it, at the end of the day, Edge and Leader are in the Hall of Fame. Edge got the biggest push out of his of his career for this. Oh yeah, Leader got blackballed a little bit, but Edge like benefited tenfold from this whole storyline. Without Leader and without that storyline with Matt Hardy, which is real life, from real life, oh yeah, Edge does not become the great wrestler he was. See, that, it's like, off yeah, topic it's a, a little bit, effect. a little bit off topic. Obviously, from Halloween Havoc thing too, way off off topic there. But well, it kind of relates to the Jake and uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, totally. <laughs> if one thing doesn't happen, this doesn't. <laughs> and Jake and Stone Cold going back to Halloween Havoc 92 and going back to WrestleMania and all that other stuff. So we liked it a lot. What's that uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something? <laughs> Where you name one thing and you can get, tie it back to Kevin Bacon somehow. <laughs> we could tie everything back to wrestling. I could tie yeah. one one step of separation back to wrestling for sure. <sighs> Anything else going on? Any like wrestling stuff you're looking forward to? Collectibles or other stuff? Maybe... No, not really. Yeah, I, the there's a couple news items out of the Ace Comic Con here in Chicago. They did like a little panel with a few of the wrestlers, and Seth Rollins. Someone asked him like, "Who do you want to wrestle?" Not in WWE. He said, "I want to wrestle Kenny Omega." He's like, he says he's the best in the world. He's like, I'm the best wrestler in the world. Which Rollins is great. I just I think Omega is better than him as far as in ring stuff. I don't know yeah. if you saw. I'm sure you haven't yet. The triple threat with Omega, Ibushi, and Cody for no, the IWGP title. Yeah, check that out. It was a great match. Was uh, Alexa Bliss already there? Yes, she was there too. Did you she, go? No. I saw there was like a long line to see her, and a couple of guys that I know, they went with their kids. Yeah. And I guess some people don't have kids. They wanted to see her anyway. Like the people that had kids like got to cheat the line and go all the way to the front first. Mm. So whoever had kids got to meet Alexa first. Maybe that was her call. That's weird. It is weird. So one guy's like, yeah, we just uh, cut in front of 200 people because I brought my daughter. <laughs> and another guy was like, yeah, hey, buddy, I did the same thing. Good to know. I mean, next time so I like, next time there's a Comic-Con, I'll bring Benny. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, to see Alexa. I, I was going to, but it was like 50 bucks. And I'm like, ah, I don't, it's 50 bucks right yeah. now. I don't really need to spend, they'd be spending, but with a kid on the way. Yeah. But what are you going to do? But yeah, for me, that's, that's a lot of fun stuff coming up with the IWGP champion, Kenny Omega, the... Young Bucks and Cody and the whole Bullet Club and Being the Elite thing is still fun. You still watch Being the Elite, or do you kept up that a little bit? I haven't kept up with it in a while. So the new one's hilarious. They're they're in the Being the Elite story, and they're teasing uh, Kenny Omega leaving or someone leaving for WWE. So Omega was in his hotel room, and like someone knocked the door, slipped a note into there, and said something, and signed H, and they knocked again and said, "Oh, I get you a dream match with AJ H," and he's like, "Who's doing this?" And then he goes, opens, knocks the door, opens again, and it's Cody. And he's got, like, a piece of paper. And then Omega's like, I know it's you. What are you doing? Cody's like, what are you talking about? No, it wasn't me. He goes, I just wanted to show you this. And it was, like, a read for Blue Chew. Yeah. So I, he's like, I got you a Bluetooth sponsorship, but now you don't have it. Good luck with your soft dick. <laughs> <laughs> Throws a piece of paper. I, I was watching. I just lost it. It was, it was so funny. <laughs> 
was good. That stuff. sounds funny. It was hilarious. So definitely check that. Out. I know you hate Tony Schiavone's voice, but I've been watching the What Happened When with him and Conrad Thompson. Yeah, and it's just so, listening to it is so hilarious. Like the way that they talk about each other, and I don't know the different inside jokes that they make. Like I can kind of understand where they're going when they repeat different things. Uh-huh. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's it's always good that there's podcasts for us to listen to. Well, there. like Schiavone just deadpans everything, which makes it even more funny because it's just it's hilarious. Like I'll, I was at the gym and I'm trying to be serious. I'm lifting heavy weight, and they, yeah. they said something, and I just freaking popped and i'm like on set three i i know i could do like eight mm-hmm. but i couldn't i couldn't do like four because i was trying to stifle my laugh so i had to like re-rack the weight you got and, the like, bench you're doing the bench press yeah, so then i just had to turn on music because i free weight of the machines um it's a smith machine they don't oh, have okay. free weights at planet fit really <laughs> yeah it's all smith machine that's kind of cheating yourself a little bit well i it's it is but i know if i do free weight i'll drop it about 40 pounds because i know i don't <laughs> right. have the um Up, you know you know the strength whatever to you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying that's funny <laughs> hopefully all you weightlifters out there know what i'm saying no i don't i'm the same way i just started going back to the gym recently and i'm doing weight training again and i haven't done it in a while i just i got lazy and i was playing hockey three days a week so like my body wasn't recovered enough in time yeah. to go to the gym and i'm only down to one night a week for hockey so i can do it and i'm feeling okay like i'm a little sore or whatever because i didn't push it like weight wise but I start listening to podcasts. I'm like, I can't do this. I have to listen to music because, like, you start you're not concentrating on what you're doing. Yeah. You're concentrating on you know the, what they're saying. And the same thing with me. Like, I'll laugh. I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got back up. I can't do this. Yeah. So and that's our weight training talk for the week. <laughs> fitness with Stephen Eric. I'll, I'll branch out on my own podcast. Yeah, fitness, fitness talk. That's it with Eric. Step one: only use Smith machines at Planet Fitness. If you're going to try free weights, go somewhere else. That concludes this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap up with something wrestling related. Um, anything that's caught your eye from figures coming out or, to- or figures? Any no, but I will tell you, I saw a clip from NXT this past weekend with Nikki Cross. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw it. I, I did. I yeah. got to start watching uh, NXT again because I really like the show. It's only an hour, so it's an easy watch. Yeah. You just I, forget about it. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I record raw. I don't watch. I haven't watched it in the past two weeks, but I see clips online, so I kind of catch up that way. SmackDown, same thing. I love SmackDown, but I just don't have time to watch it because I'm just. I'll You're doing the Smith machine. The <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that. But like the Nikki Cross one, where it's like she comes in and uh, Tommaso Ciampa's in there, and mm-hmm. so is. Do you know who the other guy is? I forgot. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And she's coming in. And she looks so psycho, and she's. I don't know. I think she's hot because she's so crazy looking. But she's like running around, and then the crowd starts going, "Nikki's got a secret. Nikki's got a secret." <laughs> well, she's the one. She, what's her secret? She knows. She who knows attacked. who attacked uh, uh, Alistair Black. What do you think it was? I don't know. That's okay. a, that's the deal. Yeah. Like I would I would think it's Gargano. Like I don't think it's anybody they're like kind of pointing fingers to. I would just say Gargano. But wouldn't that turn him heel a little bit? Maybe. Eh, you don't want to do that. He's. I don't know. So that's good. It's good intriguing stuff. Did you see that the NXT show is coming to the network now? The NXT UK yeah. show. I'm on, looking forward to that. Wednesdays or Thursdays? Uh, Wednesdays. Okay. I mean, it's whatever day you want because you've got the network. True. So. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. i got to start watching some NXT. But one of the things and I've been trying to catch up is Impact has really changed a lot lately, and I yeah. like what they're doing. It's still more like grassroots now and not trying to be competition. So mm-hmm. they're working with other promotions and, and mingling or uh, intermixing. Uh, the big rumor is that Jericho is going to show up at Bomb for Glory. Maybe. Which is tomorrow, I think, or tonight? Uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. But I just I just like some of the characters are doing it. It's like they're simple but effective. You yeah. Know, I don't think you need to go overboard. Uh, one of the tag teams that I think is really good. Like when I first saw this guy called Fala Ba, 
I thought he was just a poor man's Yokozuna because he's just big, <laughs> sloppy, wearing like blue and white diaper type deal, like mm-hmm. uh, like Yokozuna did. But he's really funny, mm-hmm. and he got teamed up with this guy KM who had a different thing. I didn't like whatever. So they're a team together, and and followed by is just funny. Like he'll be in the ring, is like no, 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 and the more he does it, the more funny he is. Yeah, and then he slaps his head. He's like bah, bah. <laughs> that sounds so dumb, but he's he's a really fun character that I like. Uh, Austin Aries, Allie, Sue Young. Like, there's a lot of good stuff going on in Impact, but I'm about four weeks behind, but I'm trying to catch up on that. It's tough. Tough to catch up it on is. so much wrestling that's out there. And I'm looking at podcasts that I had. I'm like, oh, my God, I missed so many. So I downloaded, I downloaded 35 the other day. I don't know when I'm going to finish that. Yeah. Well, luckily, I got to commute back and forth to work, and I have a big yard. So yesterday... When it was, so the Laughs Fan Podcast, they're like four hours. They're two parts each and all that, like two four-hour shows and on one show. I was out yesterday. I've got a big yard with a ton of trees, like clearing all the leaves and like doing all that stuff and picking up acorns and all that stuff. So it took me forever to do it. But like I had podcasting, so like it flew by. Like so that's, Yeah, that helps. It does for sure. So I'm doing dishes or anything like that. So that's when I do my podcast listening. Yeah. The wireless AirPods from Apple are, are savior. You pop one in, ready to go. If you had an Apple iPhone, you would know. But you got a Windows phone. You got a Motorola Razor, Nokia 5150. No, what is that? It's a uh, Samsung Galaxy Avant from 2016. Like I got a case on it. You know, things real, real valuable. It is. <laughs> just I've dropped this thing quite a few times. I'm just giving you crap. That's fine. I'm happy with it. Good, good. <laughs> I know you've been trying to talk me to get a new phone for like two years. <laughs> Still rocking the same one. Hey, whatever works, whatever works for you. I think that's going to wrap up our show for this week, guys. This is a lot of fun to talk about Halloween Havoc 92. I don't know when next time we'll have a show is. Maybe next week, maybe not, depending if a baby comes or not. If a baby comes, I'll let you guys know. Anything else, Eric? Cool. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you maybe next week.